Listen in as five friends take turns weaving stories through the tabletop game of their choice. This is Five GMs in a Trench Coat. Hello and welcome to Five GMs Presents Prehistoric Panic. I'm Adam Gonzalez. I'm going to be our GM today. And on my left... Hi, my name is Kim Siyuki. You know me. Um, I'm from Five GMs in a Trench Coat and she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Ivy. I'm Gamer the Girl everywhere else that you can find me. If I'm not Gamer the Girl, I'm on Dice Cream. If I'm not on Dice Cream, I'm, the, I'm on the Crit Awards. So uh, that's where I am, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. My name is Keisha, and I'm from the Real Scrolls Film Co. team. I host podcasts like Throne of Dice, where I'm the Dungeon Master, and I host Confessions of a Game Master. And uh, my pronouns are she, her. Hello, I'm Jesse, and I'm part of 5GMs, <laughs> and my pronouns are he, him. I forgot to say my pronouns. They're he, they. I apologize. Um, I'll be better next time. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so we are going to be playing here uh, Escape from Dino Island by Sam Tung and Sam Roberts. Uh, it's a pretty fun game. It's very exciting. Um, not super complex. Uh, we're going to be playing dinosaurs. We're going to be sort of set in, I would say, like an offshoot world of uh, the JP universe. Um, because, you know, maybe there's a little more fantastical stuff going on there. Uh, and, uh, this is a Powered by the Apocalypse system, uh, so we're gonna be working on a 2d6 system here, and, uh, yeah, we'll kind of try to walk all of us through it as we play and have a great time. So, we're gonna go ahead and get started, and I'm gonna sort of zoom us in on a, a quick scene before I think we start. Um, and so I think that we zoom in on to this, I would say almost, like, artificially beautiful island that is, uh, kept to such like a perfect T. And um, for those of you that know anything about like hunting, like reserves, like places that are like kept for hunting, there's very, like there's very particular stuff going on on field all the time. Like you're not, it's not like hunting in a forest that keeps itself where there's flora and fauna and, you know, predators and all of that. This is sort of a situation in which we find ourselves looking at something that has been made specifically for people to be successful in their hunt. I mean, I think we kind of pan in on this uh, scene of uh, a hunter slowly raising his, um, his uh, sniper and slowly dialing in on what appears to be a large stegosaurus. Uh, and the stegosaurus is just unassuming, uh, preparing to eat its meal, and as we hear a loud gunshot, it kind of rings out, and then we're gonna kind of come to present day, where we're gonna start with um, our hunter and his ally, who's going to help him hunt as many creatures. So Jesse and um, Keisha, you guys have just arrived uh, on Isla Muerta, and you guys are probably um, brought into like this large, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a, a big park and, like, the Parks and Recreation, like, mini museum that they have on, on site. Uh, you're kind of in there to get, like, briefed and to pay your extra dollars because you have to pay to get here and you have to pay to do everything else. Um, so go ahead and give me a character description, Jesse, and then we'll jump to uh, Keisha after you. All right. My, my character is uh, named Thor. Uh, that is his call sign that he got at his alpha male training camp where he trained how to be a soldier from Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs. Um, his, his true name is Thaddeus Turdwell III, but that's his old, weak name. 
Uh, and can you give us a little description of Thaddeus? Uh, yeah, so he's like, he's about 5'8". He wears, uh, he's wearing like um, military fatigues, but it's all Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and, he carry, uh, and he carries a uh, German assault rifle that he has, he had had uh, specifically uh, uh, machined to be lightweight. He spent nothing but top dollar on it. Uh-huh. And he carries uh, a, a little handgun too. Just in, he'll not, it's a big revolver, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a little handgun. So, yeah, yeah. He saw it in Dirty Harry. He's like, I need that. Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah. and and a knife that he got in his time in India. Absolutely abhorrent. A terrible person through and through. Don't even have to know more about him. Uh, and then uh, Keisha, would you like to introduce your character, who's kind of walking right alongside him and all of these other incredibly rich people uh, preparing to hunt uh, defenseless animals that have been brought back from the dead just to get killed. <laughs> um, so walking beside him is a kind of unassuming, dowdy kind of person. She is wearing what looks like kind of adventurous gear, but it's also kind of tattered and Warned, like she clearly isn't rich at all. Um, and her name is Lay Piper, and she believes that she is the Pied Piper's great great, several greats grandchild, and she is destined to fall, follow them uh, in their greatness. And uh, she has promised to uh, help Thaddeus here uh, hunt the dinos by luring them to her and him. <laughs> Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm so excited. So we're going to kind of do a quick scene. So as you guys um, sort of walk in along with, I would say probably about five other uh, abhorrent looking people. Uh, Jesse, they're not unlike Thor. Uh, they're not unlike Thaddeus. Um, they are wearing obviously far too expensive gear that looks practically unused. Um, there's people who hunt and actually hunt and there's people who pay to hunt caged animals. And you're definitely the latter. Uh, and all these people are definitely the latter. Uh, questionable if they're even really capable of hunting. Um, but <laughs> as you guys walk in, you guys are greeted by um, a one Darby Galroy. Uh, and so he sort of, uh, oh, yeah, hello. Um, pleasure to see you all here. Now, you all know that I am a mighty dinosaur feller. I kill many dinosaurs. I've done it many times. And I cannot wait to have you kill your first gigantic and he kind of pauses. Bird, lizard, monster. Your first big monster. Uh, I promise it's all very safe. You paid $1.2 million to be here. You all have very much money, and I would love to keep you alive, and that's my job. I'm going to go ahead and stay around with you, and I'm going to make sure that every single animal you kill, we take a nice picture of. So go ahead and head this way. We're going to get you guys all settled up with our special bracelets to make sure that you don't get electrocuted by any of our special fences and make sure that uh, we can track you just in case you get swallowed. So go ahead and follow Sheila on this way. And then there's this uh, sort of assistant looking lady kind of uh, leads you guys into a separate room to, I think, uh, probably do physicals and go over sort of general safety guides. You paid a lot of money here. They don't really care. Um, your pockets have already been drained. Um, so yeah, where you kind of get a frame for what's going on on this island. Do you, uh, Thaddeus or, uh, Lee, do you guys have any questions? Lay, sorry. Yeah, so the, the first guy we were talking to, what was his name again? Uh, the head game hunter, Darby Galroy. Darby, I'm mean, like, Darby, my man. Oh yes, of course! Big man! 
I'm, you know, I'm here because I want, I want the big dog. I want the T-Rex. Are we going to be seeing a T-Rex? Oh, well, you want a T-Rex? I, listen. Yeah. Do you have two million more dollars? Of course. Then we can get you a fucking T-Rex. And, right. and he slaps your arm again. I, I lean, I lean into him. I go, um, you don't have to make deals with these guys. I can just lure it to us later. Oh. I mean, it's just a million dollars. It's not not too big of a deal. Oh, two million. Eh. That's just a drop in the bucket. How much are you paying me for this? I was giving you a ticket onto the island. <laughs> what if you just pay me the two million? Hmm. You know what? How about if you could get me the if you could get me the T Rex before them, I'll give you the two million. Done. <laughs> All right. And he'll just shake on it. But he does the predator handshake. She takes the handshake and immediately afterwards digs into her pocket and pulls out some Swiss cheese and just starts eating it. It's like a block of Swiss cheese. Oh. And then she goes, you want any? You good? You want no, some? No, cheese isn't good for my figure. <laughs> you know it's warm. I look you up and down and I go, sure. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't uh, realize the sarcasm. He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinks that she's agreeing that he is at peak physical condition. <laughs> yeah. <is. laughs> um, he's in the best con physical condition money could buy. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and swap away from uh, the interior where you guys are getting kind of equipped and readied to, uh, to go hunt. And we're going to go ahead and pull towards uh, Kim. Um, so I think you guys have just sort of arrived in, like I said, like a small-ish fleet. And I think you're off the side of the island, so you have to scale a bit. Okay. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you guys have already made it up. It's maybe you've done a bit of a trek, a bit of a hike. So okay. go ahead and tell me uh, what organization you're with and what exactly you're doing. Okay. So um, pan out. Um, you just see us walking in like a single file line. And she's towards the front. I'd say she's second towards the front. Mm -hmm. um, you see a five-foot-one small girl um she has ginger hair that she's pulled up into a really high ponytail um very large brown glasses that sit on her face um she has a like white t-shirt with like red like in the neckline and on the sleeves um she's wearing jean shorts and then red high top converse she's also carrying a um a large like homemade protest sign um, and you can't quite see what it says on it yet. Um, and she is with the organization of Sotaboo, which is savior of defenseless animals, bioengineered or otherwise. Um, and you just see her marching up this hill. Fantastic. Yeah, so you guys are sort of marching forward. And I think the general conversation, I'd say there's probably a, a good chunk of you. I'd say like maybe like 20 to 30 of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys came on this like small fleet of dingy boats that you either purchased <laughs> or like have rented, right? Um, and I mean, you're, you're, you're coming, you're coming to do something, you know, you have, yeah. you have an idea in mind. You're here to save, uh, save defenseless creatures. Um, and I, they are, yeah, no, they are. They 100%. Can, they cannot be here. They're two tons. They cannot defend themselves. No. Um, and I think as you guys are walking up, like I said, the general kind of conversation that's being had and the murmur are just like, I can't believe we didn't even know about it. Like, we wouldn't have known about this island if it wasn't for that that, that tweet, you know? Like, if, if it hadn't leaked on Reddit, we wouldn't have known we anything. We wouldn't have been here. Yeah, we wouldn't have even been here. And now we, there's so many animals for us to save because yeah. they've just been hunting these poor creatures yeah. for sport. And it's ridiculous. And they can defend themselves. Do they have guns? No. No, exactly. They, they can't shoot back. Yeah. We, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You like, we should give the dinosaurs guns. <laughs> um, just sort of in the back. And I go, yeah! 
<laughs> can we can we say that Thor is the one who leaked it because he took a selfie when he got to the island? Oh, oh, no. Yes. Posted it on Reddit. Oh, no. Amazing. Yeah, so it's just, it's falling apart already. Uh, there's protesters who want to give dinosaurs guns. Thor is posting. Um, we have someone eating warm pocket cheese. It's it's a bad look all around. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so we kind of, like I said, we, we see you. We see Soda Boo, the people of Soda Boo who are here to save. Uh, they're the saviors of, uh, I made up the name and I can't think of the whole. Defenseless animals, <laughs> bioengineered animal, or otherwise. Bioengineered or otherwise. Um, and then we will finally cut over to Ivy. Um, and I think that Ivy, I think you're probably, uh, you arrived separately, obviously you've, you've come sort of by yourself, yes. uh, to perform your own personal investigation. And I think you're probably just kind of pulling up on the beach, uh, with whatever kind of small vessel you were able to get. Um, so Ivy, give us a little introduction and kind of, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, Lillian has been able to obtain a very small, um, like motorboat that looks like it's falling apart. Uh, it was on the cheap. She was like, I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know what's actually going to be happening. So I'm just going to get the cheapest thing that I possibly can and fix it myself if I have to. Um, Lillian stands about 5'9". She's a very tall, blonde woman wearing a brown and red uh, wide-brimmed hat. Uh, a red shirt that's probably seen its fair share of desert storms. It looks very worn. Um, red, or sorry, black pants brown boots uh carrying a shovel on her back a couple of pouches along her waist uh her very long blonde hair is pulled back into a braid as she is surveying the area um kind of looking around to see what catches her eye first and seeing who else is maybe along the speech yeah you know what so i think this is a good time since you've arrived uh on your by your lonesome and i think we can kind of probably do our first role here um, and so would you be able to just give me, um, yeah. So you're going to try to get a, like a lay of the land here yeah. uh, so we can go off of our safety moves and yeah, could you just give me a lay of the land roll and sort of see what you can, uh, pick up? Yeah. What am I adding to it? Clever. Yeah. It's going to be your clever. Oh, perfect. I have a plus two. So in total, that's going to be six, five, uh, 13. 13. Goodness. That is <laughs> fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and give you, so generally here it says that, uh, depending on how high you get, you get different things. So you get the whole shebang. Uh, you get everything. You've probably done extensive research, uh, on this island. And so I think that due to your, uh, your background, your archeological background, um, you're, you're pretty good at trekking through stuff and picking things up. Um, so firstly, uh, two big things you notice is that you've arrived on the beach and I would say... The beach goes for about two miles, just two miles in length, um, and I'd say you're a little, a little like outside of the center of the beach. So you're a couple miles from any direction uh, or any like opposite side, and um, far by the uh, like your left hand end of the beach. If you look down, you see what kind of appears to be like a cave entrance. Um, relatively unassuming. Uh, it just seems like a oceanside cave. This is an island. Uh, it's not. It's it's not surprising to see a cave of that capacity, um, but you do feel like that is something of note. Um, then further on, you begin to... Uh, it would take someone with an incredibly keen eye, which obviously you do have. Uh, you see the foundations and the sort of built-up very, like, almost, like, Silicon Valley tech 
bro buildings in the center of this like beautiful lush jungle um and they just sort of stand out but once again they're pretty deep in and so it's far and it's a little difficult to see and you also pick up immediately that they are using some kind of i guess you would probably pick it up as some kind of uh technology that is causing it to reflect refract light in a, in a particular way that makes it a little more difficult to see uh, amongst the jungle um, you recognize that you are on the only beach side of the island as the rest of the island is uh, sort of just like cliffs that lead directly into rocky water. Um, and then on uh, sort of the final thing you pick up, um, you look off and it almost looks like a small group of people who do not look equipped to be in the jungle uh, <laughs> trekking through with what appear to be picket signs. Oh, no, I take a glance at this cave and ponder if I should just go for it and then look over to these poorly equipped individuals and heavily sigh and make my way over to them instead. Um, I'm like, <laughs> all right, I, I guess I'll just go over here um, and uh, we'll approach this group who I'm very confused what they're doing here. Very good. Yeah, so um, as you walk up, uh, Aggie, you go ahead and you see this well-equipped individual. Uh, definitely doesn't, I mean, doesn't look like a hunter, and you know you're here mm -hmm. to see hunters, but who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, but you see um, them walking towards you. What do you do? Um, I think she just kind of, like, stops for a second and, like, points so the rest of the group sees, and is like, you! Uh, hello? State your name and business. Oh, uh... Well, my name's Lillian. I just saw that you, this group over here, you look a little out of your element. So I was just coming to check on you. That's all. Um, and then you hear like from the back, we're going to give the dinosaurs guns. <laughs> oh, that's, that's mighty fine oh, no. of you. Uh, I'm sure. Um, interesting. Is that what you're here for then? You're just here to give dinosaurs guns. Are you a hunter? Uh, no, I'm a paleontologist. All right, as long as you're not one of them. Um, have you heard of Soda Boo? Have I heard of what? Soda Boo, the savior of defenseless animals, bioengineered or otherwise. Uh, maybe briefly. I am not that familiar. Well, that's what we're here to do. And we're here to, to give them guns. Uh, don't dinosaurs have teeth? I mean, yeah, but like, what are teeth against guns? But if you're given the dinosaurs guns, they have teeth to defend themselves. Also, they're quite large. Have you have you have you seen a dinosaur? Like, they're very big. Um, no. Except for raptors, <laughs> they're like the size of chickens. But like, you know. Um, no, but like, you know, I just feel like they would be better having some sort of defense. You know. I I think. Lillian's not quite sure what to do with these group, like this group of young individuals that are so adamant that we have to give the dinosaurs guns. Is also concerned about that platform in general of just like, have you considered more guns? Um, Am I right? For the other side, it's fine. It'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. It'll, 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 it'll work. We're good. The only one that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a dinosaur with a gun. <laughs> no, it's a good dinosaur with a gun. Just a tiny little T-Rex with little arms. But so as you guys have this sort of terrifying conversation, 
this this think piece on whether or not we should give the good dinosaurs guns. Um, there's this sort of moment where uh, I mean, this is an island and it's chirping and lively and vivacious. And there's a moment of just dead silence before a loud shot rings out. Um, like a. Did you give the dinosaurs guns already? <laughs> um, I mean, we haven't gotten that far yet. We're not at the whole the island yet, really. So that um, wasn't you. So, so that wasn't that... us. Okay, uh, amazing. I'm gonna go this way then, and I'm gonna follow the sound of the shots. <laughs> All right, sounds great. So yeah, you're headed. You guys, the whole group now is headed that way. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think you guys have like a small like group that are like we're gonna you know, we're gonna go do our own thing, and they kind of like branch off. So I'd say about like okay six to ten of the the protesters are going to do their own protest thing mm-hmm. on another part of the island because there's so much island to cover, you know. Um, and then we'll quickly cut back to um, Thaddeus and uh, Lay. So you've just been sort of briefed. Uh, both of you are given these um, sort of, not I wouldn't say high tech, but like GPS bracelets that also um, protect you from uh, getting electrocuted when trying to pass uh, certain barriers. Uh, as they explained to you, they uh, keep most of the dinosaurs uh, in pretty, I mean, pretty like small, like relative containment areas of jungle using um, non-fences. So like using uh, borders uh, where if the dinosaur tries to pass, they uh, get electrocuted. These will prevent um, you from getting electrocuted uh, in any capacity. It's like an anti-shock collar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll just make sure that the uh, what's going on doesn't trigger when you're going through it. Um, you're also kind of briefed, uh, Thaddeus, that the bulk of the animals that are out there, so they do herbivores, just live on the island, uh, in, in their designated areas. And carnivores are only released once someone has paid up and they're released into the island for a hunt. And it's this big thing and people are cleared out because carnivores are way more dangerous than herbivores, obviously. And so that is a point of contention, the fact that you haven't paid for the Tyrannosaurus Rex because you're waiting to see if uh, Lay can bring it to you that <laughs> and I don't know if it would have gone over your head or not that they were like, yeah, so pretty much like we can't release any of the carnivores until someone's paid for it and we set up the time to hunt. Oh, well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Daddy's gonna go to, to Piper and be like, you think you can get the cage open with the T-Rex in it? Well, you see this handy dandy metal arm I've got? Yeah. My friend Dave, he made it for me special after I lost my arm to a gator. And okay. um, it's got all these little neat little doodads. I'm sure I could pick the lock. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. How about when we, when we get onto the, when we get officially onto the hunting grounds, we just kind of slip away and go find ourselves that T-Rex. I'm a big fan of that one, yeah. Nightmare. All right. All right, and then Thor is going to start... Uh, Turning on, he, so his gun is covered in attachments. So he's turning on the laser and the flashlight, and turning on the infrared scope. So he's ready to go. Yeah, I put I put the 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 cheese back in my pocket. That's kind of half finished now. And I take the the bracelet. And I put it around my ankle, and I go, "Do you think? Do you think I could pull off an anklet?" Uh, sure, sure. Uh, so you take your uh, yeah, as you say, do you think I could pull off an anklet? Um, you hear uh, kind of off in the distance uh, the voice of Darby Gower going, Oh my! Now is that a beautiful ankle I see? And he comes over way too quick and gets way too into your space and starts examining your ankle and the use of the bracelet as an anklet. He's like, you know, I've never seen one of these on an ankle. I've never... It's innovation at its finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she pulls it off great. It's quite pretty, isn't it? It's incredible. And this arm! And he's like examining your arm and is way too up close. 
And I think it would have been it would have clashed with the arm, but I think it looks great on the ankle. No, exactly. And I think as you guys are talking, there's this sort of it goes on for too long, and then someone's like, um, "Darby, like, can you can you help us out?" And you see like this guy's having trouble like loading his firearm, like he can't get like like the mag into it. And he's like, "Darby, could you help me out?" And it's this. This gentleman, who very obviously has too much money and does not know how to use firearms, and so Darby's like, well, enjoy your hunt, and uh, they're going to go ahead and take you guys out. I think there was a moment where, like, right before his face turned, she thought they were going to kiss, and then he would, like, it was over, and she was like, oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, no, there, there's, like, a, a moment of, like, like, it's too much talking, then there's silence, and I think hard eye contact from the both of you, and then it's like, yeah. oh, hold on, I gotta, do, I gotta do my job, and he goes to do his job. Oh, he's going to stop, he's just stopping real quick, be like, hey, hey, hey. I just want to have a quick question. So he pulls out the map of the island. Uh-huh. Like, where, where do you keep the carnivores? Oh, right here. And he just points straight, just straight <laughs> to this little, um, you can see that it's uh, about two miles off from where you guys are. And it's like a separate, like, it's like a paddock. Like, it's a, it's a group, like a, a area of like locked, mm, like, he okay. explains it as like a big building of locked cages. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's some, you know, there's some issue with my assistant. I don't, I don't you know, assistant. Oh, absolutely. Just don't go near that, because, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we avoided it. Yeah, and the snipers. And then he just oh, walks whoa. away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I turn to him as we're about to leave, and I go, you know, I'm going to hunt him later. Oh, that sounds I think like it's fun, love. actually. Yeah, Darby sweats. Like, he knows he's being talked about, but he can't hear it. Uh, uh, well, so he's going to... So, Thor's gonna take out a little bit of camo paint. Be like, "Well, they're snipers. We're gonna need to camo up." So he's gonna start oh, painting yeah. his face. Uh, what brand? Is I that? wonder if I could teach the if I could ca- make the little the little ones go in like and 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 like a little pack of dogs and just go after the snipers for us. Oh, that sounds. That that's. You know what? I'm starting to like you, Piper. I thought you were a little weirdo, but. You know what? You're pretty cool. Oh, no, cool. I'm insane. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. Here, here's My some camo paint. It's, of course, good for your skin. <laughs> Moisturizer also. It doubles. It's sunscreen, too. <laughs> well, this stuff's great. Makes my skin feel like a baby. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys uh, are sort of, sort of ushered out into the... Um, the, the hunting range at large. Uh, and I you're beelining it for the uh, the enclosure? Well, we're going to, like, tag along for a bit and then just kind of break off from the group. Okay. Um, yeah, so can you guys go ahead and give me, um, since we're trying to break off, let's see if I... Uh, we'll, we'll go and do a hide. We'll say, can you guys do the uh, hide basic move, um, which will be a roll, and you can add your clever to Uh-oh. it. I got a... S- an eight. Okay. Got a five. All right. So yeah. So uh, Lay, you're pretty. You're pretty stealthy. Uh, you quickly like just slip into a bush, and you know what? Since we both used camo paint, go ahead and give yourself a plus one to that. All right, six. Yeah. So we got a nine and a six. A six isn't fantastic, but I do think that the people that are guiding you around are a little negligent, um, as once again you've already paid them. I think I what if what if I hid and then I saw that he was still standing in the middle of the road like an idiot and pulled him in at the last second. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So like you you like oh it's like the perfect time to like hide and you dip into the bush and then you look over and you see him like 
half behind a tree. And it's very obvious that he's out. And he's very much relying on that camo pay. And you're like, hold on. And yeah, you quickly grab him and yank him into the bush with you. And you guys manage to uh, slip away from the group at large uh, and begin kind of skulking your way to the... uh, to the, the carnivore's paddock. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think as you do, you guys start to notice, and I think this goes for everyone on the island, you guys start to notice um, kind of a really warm breeze accompanied by little bits of rain. Mm. Nice. Beautiful weather. Well, this will help with the hunt. Oh, will it help mask our scent? Absolutely. Nice, nice, nice. But if you don't start, stop clomping around in the mud, they might hear us anyways. Yeah, they hear like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the first middle of the episode section for a 5 Gems miniseries. This week, I bring you not one, but two promos. Our first promo comes from our friend Willow over on the RPG Goblin. She has a very particular goal for the month of November, and there's only a few days left. So listen in to learn how you can help her achieve that goal. Hey! Hey you! Are you looking for TTRPGs other than D&D, but you don't know where to start? You're looking for something new and exciting with combat that doesn't drag on for forever. That is what the RPG Goblin podcast is for. We will introduce you to dozens of new TTRPGs and break down how they work, why people love them, while having fun so that you can see if it's a game that will fit your playstyle and the way your group works and play in a game that is going to be fun for everyone. Currently, I have a goal of getting to a thousand listens in the month of November on the RPG Goblin, and I need your help, so please give the RPG Goblin a listen, share it to your friends to get them to play more games, and if they really want to have a great time. If we get to a thousand listens at the end of November, I will be hosting a live TTRPG party where we are going to be having giveaways, guests, and a lot of fun. So if that sounds like a great time, please listen to the RPG Goblin wherever you get to your podcasts, and let's get to a thousand listens. Be sure to listen to the RPG Goblin and help Willow reach her goal of a thousand listens this month. Were you hoping for another ad? No worries, I got your back. Our next ad comes from our friends over on No Quest for the Wicked, a multi-award winning actual play podcast running the Starfinder system. Are you ready to rock? More importantly, are you ready to roll? Welcome to No Quest for the Wicked, an award-winning sci-fi actual play podcast using Paizo's space opera system, Starfinder. Stow away with us every other Wednesday as four best friends explore an entirely homebrew setting in a planet-hopping adventure that plunges the crew of the Maverick into a political and cosmic conspiracy that doesn't just put their lives at risk, but the system and even the whole universe. Join Merrick, the four-armed warrior in self-imposed exile as he breaks tradition and forges his own path with a passion hotter than the desert sun. Durin, a former assassin running from his dark past hoping to make a new life for himself. And Cody, an android with memory problems, an obsession with the 80s, and a desperate need to find the boy who made him. New episodes every Wednesday on NoQuestCast.com or your favorite podcasting app. If you're looking for a fun actual play podcast in space that has the vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy, you should definitely check out No Quest for the Wicked. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, yeah, and so we will cut back to the uh, the protesters and Lillian. Um, you guys are heading mm-hmm. towards where you heard the gunshot. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? It's raining, right? Yeah, it is. It is just. It's lightly raining. Like I said, it's 
It's a warm breeze accompanied by dots of rain. Like, I wouldn't even call it raining. Okay. Yeah, you see it on her shirt. and the, there's, there's dinos for all painted on her shirt. And you're starting to see it, like, splotch <laughs> with the rain. Because she did not do... Oh. She didn't do any sort of, oh. like, follow-up yeah. to make sure it's protected from the elements or anything. It was just on there. And so now you're just kind of seeing it go, like, it's like an inky run mm-hmm. a little bit. Very good. It's starting to look like an eldritch monster. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Now it says, like, dinks for ah. Yeah. What does that mean? But, yeah, so you guys kind of start to go forward. And, Ivy, you rolled, Lillian rolled really well earlier on her lay of the land. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say... Moments before yourself and Aggie make it to what is the edge of entering the hunting zone, I think you you notice that there appear to be some type of um, like metal rods, sort of in different like like very obviously intentionally put in different areas uh, that you would recognize as some sort of uh, electrical fence. Ooh. Are are these broken or are they still functioning? So. Yeah, so they are functioning. They're, uh, they're the kind of thing where if you pass through, it'll cause an electrical current. To, like It's like being between two giant Tesla coils. Sure. Yeah, and if there's motion, the Tesla coils will set off and attract electricity to each other. Uh, shocking you. Amazing. I'm going to stop the protesters with just putting an arm out like a safety belt, like mom. Uh, a mom arm uh, across <laughs> you. As I uh, 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 Why are we stopping? Well... Uh, I don't think you want to be electrocuted, do you? I mean, maybe not. Maybe, what? Maybe not. Okay, great. Uh, uh, I point out both of the, the, where the electric fence would be. So, we need to, uh, you know, remove those or break them if you plan to get through this way. I love the idea that the guy who said the thing about the guns was too busy in conversation and tripped into it anyways. <laughs> so, like, so, so perfect. So I think the T-Rex with the AK <laughs> and this guy just gets uh, oh, just destroyed by this electric current oh, no. and it's just laid out. Just out. Unconscious. Yeah, maybe we should figure out a way to go through that safely because that doesn't look great. That doesn't look cool. And then like he, you see him grab his friend's face. He's like, give the dinosaur's guns. And then goes unconscious. <laughs> Lillian's just rolling her eyes. Like, there is no other reaction to this uh, heartfelt moment than an eye roll. That's all she warrants it. Um, so real. Um, is there on these posts, like, an electrical box or something that I can, maybe, like, wires I can detach? Yes, yeah. So you would see that on the uh, metal posts themselves, um, it would be there's like a, like a panel that you could recognize would get you directly inside of the uh, the mechanism itself. Okay, um, I would like to try to pry that open and see if I can discern which wires to pull. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead. Let me see. Let me let me look at what we've got here and see if we can uh, justify one of these. Mm. I love how we're all just making the worst decisions. Oh no, I'm a giant fan. We're all, all, right off the bat, we're all just the worst. What's what's the worst that could happen? We're gonna release a T-Rex, and now that the the electrical fence is not gonna. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. You know what? This would be the best unhinged that would like carry an actual Jurassic Park movie and make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead and just let you make a roll with Clever, uh, okay. Lillian. I think that'll be a good option. All right. 
Seven. Seven. Seven's pretty solid. So you pop it open and um, you sort of start just going ham in those wires, I'm assuming. Like, you're like, I, I've done this before. Yeah, I think that she takes a quick look before she just starts pulling things. She's just like, hmm, let's not pull the red wire, but the blue and the black one will break. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you, you kind of pop those out and uh, you see the guy that's already been electrocuted just kind of like puts his hand up in, in the middle. And there's a moment where like you, you guys feel static in the air and then nothing appears to happen. <laughs> Amazing. And so it appears to be turned off. Amazing. I, I I, don't fully trust it yet, so I'm just going to take like my one of the bandanas I have and throw it to see if anything is happening. Okay, yeah. So as you toss it in, um, first off, a bandana, as it goes up, it uh, nothing happens, and it starts to filt down. And then as it is almost at the ground, it gets a quick shock, and you see it just kind of ignite into flames as the electricity passes through the... Uh, uh, the the threads of a bandana, mm. and um, so what you can recognize is probably happening, is that you definitely weakened the current and you weakened its uh, the sensors by pulling those two different thing, uh, two different wires. So less electricity is coming out, and the sensors are kind of responding with lag. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and be like, all right. So here's the deal. I've I've done what I can to lag out the system so you gotta be quick if you're gonna jump through this you gotta go fast okay so we gotta run yeah you, you gotta run and be quick about it all right that sounds great <laughs> why why do you sound like that do you do you, do you not run like i don't <laughs> what is this do you not run <laughs> why are you acting like this <laughs> wow weird no protesting. i just have never never um with an electrical current as a motivator that's all um we'll be fine well consider this the greatest motivator then it is the greatest incredibly i i can guarantee you running from the concept of getting electrocuted is yeah an incredible oh yeah 10 times kinkier to be okay with this (laughs) yeah like like 10 times at least uh but yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and get some fit rolls from you so just go ahead and run through you can even use run if you'd like to, but that's more run yeah. than run. And so, uh, yeah, if you guys could just, those of you that are hopping through this uh, fence, oh give me a fit roll to see how slowly you lag. <laughs> Seven. Seven's very solid. You just very quickly and very easily pop through. It's nothing insane. I got a 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, you you broad <laughs> jump through. Like, you're kind of showing off. <laughs> like, see, I can like, run. Get it. Why are you struggling to run? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so as, as you're doing that, there is one, so uh, the, the rest of the protesters come through in groups, and one of the groups, I think, makes the mistake of walking through in like, almost like conga line fashion, <laughs> meaning that there's always a body in the sensor mm-hmm. uh, for a prolonged amount of time, and about three of them get pretty hard electrocuted. Oh my god. Remember these... Uh, yeah, Lillian's just face palming, like, <laughs> guys, guys yeah. please, please tell me that you're... You know how to do athletics of some sort. Like, if they're conga lining, are they all getting electrocuted because they're all holding on to each other? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You just see this group of about like four uh, protesters kind of just get destroyed by this electrical current <sighs> as it is made to fell dinosaurs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've lost some protesters. Oh. I think perhaps uh, these are maybe the first dead bodies you've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, 100%. This so well for us. 
they just look like they're sleeping. Uh, she's sixteen. She's sixteen. She, yeah, I think that's well, it's like they're, they're fine. They'll they'll be fine. We'll, we'll just they keep look walking. like they're sleeping on fire. <laughs> they're they're fine. <laughs> she's she's using another bandana to put out the smoke. Like they're fine. Like they're fine. At least they're warm because it's kind of cold right now. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's raining. Yeah. And it's raining. So you know. <laughs> I think I would just pull all of these little little guys off to the side, like out away from like this thing. Um, I would just take a moment to pull them off to the side and be like, "Yeah, they're they're fine. They're totally fine. They're just sleeping. They don't look. They're fine. they're sleeping. Are you sure? Yeah. She's just standing there like shell shocked. Yeah. She's like, oh my god. They, they'll just need some some medical care. Uh, once we're done with this, we can get get some medical care. They'll be fine. <laughs> Okay, if you say so. Um, and so as you guys are having this conversation, uh, once again, there's a dead silence as a oh, no. another shot rings out somewhere along the lines. And you hear this as well. Uh, you guys are out in, in, in the hunting uh, area and you also hear this loud shot ring out, assuming that uh, another beast. Does it sound followed. close to us or like it's in the direction that we're going or? It does not. No, it sounds pretty far okay, behind great. you guys. All right, I've pulled them away. They'll be fine. We'll come back to this later. Um, okay. And we're going to go check out that noise. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Lillian, at this point, has realized that she's been a little rude and goes, I'm, I'm sorry, what was your name? Um, I'm Aggie. What's what's your name? I'm, I'm Lillian. Um, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> she's just like, she's just like she's, lost in it. She's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? I thought we were going to save dinosaurs. <laughs> this is not saving dinosaurs. This is Hell. people getting electric. I signed up for saving dinos, not getting trauma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and so Lillian and uh, Aggie, can you guys give me um, just... Just luck rolls. I just, just want to see. Up. Yeah, just roll and tell me what numbers you guys get. Oh, um, uh, six, eleven. Okay, very good. Um, so as you guys roll those, uh, you guys sort of start gathering up and walking in a general direction, right? Like you guys are headed somewhere. I think you're still heading towards the shot, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And then can can I get a lay of the land from who? I'm assuming Lillian, you're leading the pack at this point. I think so. I think that she's gone a little bit more into protective mode, realizing that this is a young person that is now shell-shocked and having <laughs> just experienced death for the first time and trying to cover it up right. and knowing she's not doing a very good job. So, um, yeah, I think that she's like, come on, let's go. Like, we'll deal with this letter. Absolutely. Yeah. Could I get another lay of the land roll? Yeah. Ooh, it's not as good this time. It is a seven. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, you are uh, headed towards where you heard the uh, sound echo out from. Um, now we will cut back to Thor and Lay. Uh, what's going on with you guys? You guys are headed there. And I'd say just about now, you guys are probably coming through the clearing uh, to where you see this large building full of paddocks. Uh, like, like, humongous building full of paddocks. Uh, and... Thor, you could pick out some spots from your from your straight up alpha dude <laughs> training guy. You know where snipers would be, bro. You know where the vantage mm-hmm. points are. So yeah, he, he's gonna stop Piper and be like, Lim, I, "Look, I've got tactical training, so I know where the optimal places for snipers would be." Can I can I do a lay of the land to see if I actually know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I got a seven. Thor, would you like to do a lay of the land? It'll be hilarious if you don't. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, 
unfortunately for my snipers, they're really <laughs> bad at their jobs. I think they just I think people just stay away from the paddocks in general. Mm -hmm. So you see like two of them are smoking, just out, like no, like hands are not on weapons. They're just not paying attention. And then one of them uh, ha like has what looks like a burrito. And just <laughs> munching down. Uh, and you guys with your decent rolls fully scout every single sniper who's not paying attention. Nice, nice. So um, what's the plan here? Are we gonna take them out? Or are we gonna try and get, lure them away? Um, yeah, weren't you gonna have lizards attack them or something? Right. Um. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, do I see any like creatures that I could try and do my thing with? Yeah, you rolled a pretty solid lay of the land, and I think you guys are like it's kind of weird. Like we haven't seen any dinosaurs yet. Like we're on this island, this yeah. full of dinosaurs and everything. And then as I think as you're thinking that, you hear like, and you see these this group of about about four very small like no bigger than like a cat sized uh, like like flock of bird-like dinosaurs. They do have sharp beak teeth, but they don't, they look like they're probably omnivores and they look like they're probably okay. um, either like, they, they look like they're opportunistic eaters. Okay, um, uh, so I'm going to pull out a, uh, a pipe and be like, ah, trust you old Mindy and he never failed me yet. So let's, Let's do one more. Okay. And she just starts doing like that high school musical thing where uh, like Ashley Tisdale's character is going, ma, ma, gotta, 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 gotta warm up all the internal pipes before I do the external pipe. <clears throat> and she does some weird stretches. She gets ready for it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, do you want me to roll before I? Yes, yeah. So let's go ahead and I think we'll do a, like a look over there. Um, so it's sort of like you're attempting to uh, snake charm them into looking at what they should be attacking. They got the burrito. I got a seven. Obviously, wait, they want the burrito. Yeah, obviously they want the burrito. So uh, she starts going with... And she just like, it's not good. It doesn't sound good, but it, it like perks up the animals. Um, and they're like, oh, my family calls me. <laughs> yeah, I think almost <laughs> the, the noises that are squeaking out of your instrument are more like creature screeches uh, yeah. than, than anything like a tune. And uh, they uh, sort of react to it almost as if they would react to like hearing one of their own. And uh, they immediately start climbing, uh, like like quickly scaling this building, um, and just maul this burrito guy. Uh, it is violent and gory. As this guy who's like, I'm glad that we have a breakfast burrito. Thing. Oh, what? What's going on? Uh, and suddenly, animals that have never attacked him before are swarming him. Uh, and on top of that, you see the two other snipers panic and grab their snipers and start trying to take aim. At this, at like trying to help their friend who's like in a tower <laughs> over, and they're like, "Oh my God, Bill!" And they're just kind of letting off pot shots. Um, so what do you Bill guys? Bill has a family. Yeah, <laughs> not burrito. Bill, who's gonna make our breakfast burritos? We'll never get to have burrito breakfasts again. Oh my goodness. 
We've ruined burritos for this man. <laughs> Thor's just gonna start making hand signs to go. Oh, yeah, so, um, so, uh, Lay, uh, Thor starts kind of doing his go, 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 and, uh, I believe you guys are gonna try to beeline it in, into this, uh, this building, correct? Yep. I think at first I don't understand what he's doing, so I just kind of wave back at him, <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, run! Yeah, dude, hi. <laughs> I just did the thing. Uh, yeah, so you kind of start taking it off. <laughs> However, as uh, I, I'd say, you guys are probably a couple of yards out from it. Um, oh, and Thor is also doing a squiggly. He's not running straight. Oh he's like, God. he's kind of, he's got himself in like a half crunch. Truly yeah. really amazing. I'm just kind of like just trotting along, still doing the the music to try and keep them going after the dude. Yeah, it's. I think the music is making them more aggressive. Uh, yeah. yeah. The screeches are, they're mashing pitch with you and they're just clawing into this guy. And he's like, please, no. You see him throw his burrito, trying to get them to go after the burrito and not him. Uh, and his friends are like, oh my God. You see them like walking, like we need backup up there for Bill. Uh, it's not a good look. Um, and so you guys start running uh, towards like, you know, towards the front. However, with this commotion, of, of gunshots and creatures, uh, you begin to hear, like, feel the ground shake as um, a large, panicked <laughs> Ankylosaurus runs pretty much right in front of you guys. Uh, like, full speed, like, stampeding. Um, and can you guys give me fit checks to see if you are able to either dodge or get away, get out of its way? Um, that is a 10 plus 2, 12. 10. 10. Yeah, 10 and a 12 are fantastic. How do you guys do it? Because you guys got so, you did so well, you succeeded, you guys look cool doing it. How do you do it? Can, can I, like, front flip onto it and try to ride it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you get on. And then, on and I want to switch my tune so that I'm trying to control this oh thing. You magically, you manage to broad jump like six feet uh, while doing a flip, uh, and you land on top of this uh, Anglosaurus, and um, you begin switching your tune. Uh, can you do me another look over there? Oh no, that's that's a five. Uh, yeah, this dinosaur is deeply aggravated at the noise that's uh, radiating from above him and begins thrashing and you're quickly thrown off, uh, but land on your feet with a 12. And then how do nice. you dodge out of this beast's way? Oh, he just does a sweet <laughs> dodge roll and rolls out of the way. Yeah, just gun in hand, dodge roll. Um, yeah. Uh, and like, I think you look to a camera that's not there. Like, yup. I feel like he was also like out of the way. So he was never really in danger. He's out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he dodge rolls nothing. I think I superhero land next to him and I go, man, it was worth a shot. <laughs> oh, you guys are a terrible duo. Uh, and so you guys get to this, uh, this building and uh, they, I mean, there's these two like large metal doors. What do you do? Oh, um, is there like a lock? Yeah, you can see there's like an electrical lock. Like it, it is electrically like bolted inside. Like it's it's like a sliding laboratory oh. door that's like shut. And then you see like like lights uh, on like a little like uh, like thing where you can swipe a card and uh, you can tell that it's bolted inside. Huh. Can you pick this lock? <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let me, you got my six. Cause uh, I got to stop piping in order for that to happen. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna go look the other way and take a knee and like hold up his gun. And he's like looking around for <laughs> the scope. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna switch out like the forefinger on my thing for like a needle on the other end. 
Is there like an actual hole to this lock or is it just a... So it's, it is it is like a magnetic lock where you would have to swipe a key card to get it to unlock. Okay. Um. No, I switch out the middle finger and I'm going to use it to like... Uh, it's got a USB mm-hmm. and on it is just like Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Um, and I stick it into the into the USB slot, and I'm just trying to flood the system with it to see if like Rick rolling it. You can. I'll take a uh, just a hold on a clever roll with disadvantage. So go ahead and roll twice and take the lower the lower number here. No, double ones minus oh, one. No. <laughs> So yeah, with a one, I don't, I'm not or sure. Or no, it's plus one. It's a three. It's a oh, three. I lied. So with a three, I'm not sure why in this moment you're like, definitely. Uh, and you, you plug it in and you're like, here we fucking go. And absolutely nothing happens. Uh, and it's just sort of this like, all right. It just silence. Um, Even the dinosaurs have stopped making noise, and they're still mauling the guy. There's just no noise, and it's just this really like uncomfortable moment of like, oh, I, I get it. Like, it didn't... Okay. Uh, um, I, uh, I was like, okay, great. Uh, next. So I, I decide to just go with breaking the damn thing. So I, I take my, uh, my, um, my crossbow off, and I shoot it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can go ahead and make a fight roll for that one. Uh, that's a seven. Yeah, you successfully shoot this thing, and um, you hear like the 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 like the system itself kind of start to like malfunction inside, um, and then almost simultaneously the door starts to slide open as you see a, uh, a a young man in a lab coat kind of like walking out and then like freezing when he <laughs> sees you guys. I thought it was me, but it was because he was trying to get out, and then I fucked up the system. Yeah, and then, like, quickly trying to close the door, but because you fucked up the system, the door is not closing. And now all you can hear kind of vaguely from it is, never gonna give you up. Yeah, just just muffled, just muffled Rick Astley, and this panicking 20-something-year-old who's like, oh, God, this was a cool internship, and now it's not. Uh, What do you two do? Oh, okay. Um, Door's gonna go, like... (laughs) He's gonna get up, look at this nerd, and be like, look here, Beta. (laughs) We want to release the T-Rex, so let's get to it. (laughs) No! Oh, no. Oh, he's gonna be like, yes. I'm gonna train my crossbow on him. Oh, uh, let's go ahead and give me a, uh, from both of you guys, I would like, definitely not clever. Uh, Let's let's go with Steady. This little guy's just trying to do his job. Like... I got 11. Oh, I needed that. I got double sixes minus one, Ooh. so 11. Oh my goodness. So double 11s. This guy, like, so you guys hear, like, a trickle, and for a moment, there's like, oh, like, the rain's, like, picked up, and you see he has urinated himself. Oh. He's like, I'm sure. You guys, and he, uh, he starts walking towards where the, uh, where the, uh, the T-Rex would be, um, but he, you see you guys pass, like, an emergency button that he could definitely push. Way too scared to push it. Because he knows his place in the hierarchy. Apparently, as you guys have absolutely threatened his life. Uh, <laughs> and you guys kind of trek forward, and you get to the uh, the T-Rex paddock. And you see this large area that's filled with... It's almost like a, like a main enclosure, right? It's not definitely not big enough for the T-Rex, but it has been enough for it to move around a bit. And you see the back of this large, scaly creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, large, feathered, scaly creature, as it is uh, not... 
it, it, you know, it's not the one from the movies. It is a different T-Rex. Um, I like the idea that it actually kind of looks like a giant chicken. <laughs> it's just a chicken. It is literally just a giant chicken. Um, and as you guys uh, sort of stand there looking down at it, uh, we'll hop back to uh, Aggie and Lillian. Oh boy. <laughs> it's going so well for us. <laughs> it's yeah. going so well. It's not like like a whole group of people just died in front of us. No, no, it was just four people. I feel yeah. like our pairings are perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just unhinged as fuck. I'm an, I'm an absolute fan. Uh, so, Lillian, you, you were almost positive you were going in the way you heard the shots ring out from um and then you heard more shots right you you heard a couple of shots taken sure. and you guys continue that way mm-hmm. uh and you then arrive accidentally <laughs> to this building where you see uh a bit of blood kind of trickling down from a horrendous scene of someone who was just mauled by these small oh creatures my God. a broken door uh <laughs> And you see tracks that lead inside from what is now becoming like a muddy jungle. Okay. I think Lillian's first thing is she will like kind of side eye you. He goes, ah, yes, dinosaurs need guns to protect themselves. (laughs) I mean, yeah. She says like very like hesitantly, like, yeah, (laughs) totally. Um, is this where we heard the noise? I, uh, the, the most recent noise, I think so, yes. Um. So, mm, I'm gonna take the like the shovel off my back just kind of in case I need to just smack something that comes out of the door. Like, uh, I'm gonna walk. I, I I think I'll just kind of peek around the corner into the store, this where where people have maybe gone through. Yeah, absolutely. So you peek in, um, and as you do, you all of all four of you at this point feel the wind pick up even more. And almost instantaneously, you feel the pelting of very intense rain. And it's that sideways kind of rain when you're in the middle of a tropical storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's quickly blowing into where, you know, into the open, uh, the broken door. Oh, my God. Uh, and Lillian, you look in and you see uh, three figures looking into uh, this lightly illuminated uh, cage. And you've been rolling really well on your lay of the lands for the most part. So I'm going to go ahead and just say you see this large sort of quaking body uh, that you immediately would put together. I mean, this is probably the first time you've ever seen a living uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Do we see them? I think you're so trained on the Tyrannosaurus Rex that you do not see them. <laughs> I, I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of look and be like, okay, we're, we're going to walk into this room. Um, try not to freak out. Are you okay? All right. Okay. okay, great. I can do that. Yeah. You're... You're, you're being so brave. As that's happening, you then hear um, over what you now, like we recognize as the intercom. There appears to be intruders up by the uh, electric. Oh, what are they? And then just a. <laughs> and uh, all of the lights no. and mechanisms that appear to be working here have just cut off. No! Lillian is pretty sure this is ghosts. She <laughs> jumps. This is the first time you've seen her jump. She jumps a little. <laughs> Yeah, the, the breeze picks up a little more, Lillian, and it's fucking ghost. It's that just ghost. Did. Like, she is convinced it is ghost. Um, the voice in the intercom, a ghost. Um, she knows it. There's a ghost all in the wires. Ghost, yeah, ghost. ghost. So, all the lights cut out. There's this sideways uh, wind hitting you and uh, with, with pelting rain. Um, at this point now, uh, you've 
all now probably see each other as you've walked in a bit. You've talked a little. There's more behind you, uh, more uh, protesters behind oh, you. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, the remember, you came with yeah, a group of protesters. No, I know. And as, uh, as that all happens, uh, you then hear, like, as you see one of the uh, one of the paddocks, like the paddock gates, give almost instantaneously as a large uh, Carnotaurus, which I'm not sure what you guys, if you guys know, which not, it's, it's the one with horns. It's like a red one with horns. Oh, uh, oh yeah. It has like a little horn feather uh, creature. It, it <laughs> busts its paddock open and immediately uh, stomps out and begins scanning the room. And I think that's where we're going to end. Oh, right. no. Oh, man. I was going to say just before that, when I spot her, I like hit him on the arm and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I think the best part is that she looks nothing like Iggy Azalea. No. And Iggy Azalea is a cute girl. I had no idea. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Convinces Lillian that she's hanging out with Iggy Azalea. That's so funny. Yeah. As we're going to end this episode. Uh, so we'll go ahead and um, sort of go through uh, saying um, thank you. If you guys have anything to plug or want to plug your shows or whatever, uh, we'll do that right now. Um, and so we'll kind of just pass it straight to you guys. You guys can start by plugging whatever you'd like to plug. Um, so hi, I'm Ivy. I'm Gamer the Girl everywhere else that you can possibly find me. If I'm not on Gamer the Girl, I'm over on Dice Cream. If I'm not on Dice Cream, I'm on the Crew Awards, which is a TTRPG award show uh, where we have 44 categories that we look at every uh, aspect of TTRPGs as best as we possibly can to recognize those creators. Um, yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, I'll pass it along. Hi, everyone. My name is Keisha, and I played... Uh... Lay Piper for this episode and this series, and I am from the Real Scrolls Film Co. team. I host uh, Confessions of a Game Master, and I'm the Dungeon Master on Throne of Dice. Uh, go check us out over there, and uh, yeah. Ooh, and Amazing. We love our guests. Thank you guys for coming and playing with us. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we are uh, Five Gems in a Trenchcoat. Yeah, you uh, can follow us on our socials at Five Gems in a Trenchcoat on Instagram and TikTok, and at Five Gems Official on X and Twitter. Blue Sky. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. Um, you can also, if you like what we're doing here and you're enjoying this, you can uh, give us a little um, a like and a comment. We love those. Share. Yeah, you can share. Uh, I've said this more than once. Grandmas love us. It's true. Uh, share us with your grandma. <laughs> grandmas love our podcast. Um, and we also have a Ko-Fi. So if you want to like fund our energy drink addiction, uh, yeah. we love that. We need caffeine. Uh, <laughs> we, we do for so our long recording days. Um, and that'll be all. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Hello! Thank you for listening to Five Jams in a Trench Coat. Be sure to follow us on our social medias at Five Jams in a Trench Coat on Instagram and TikTok and at Five Jams Official on Twitter. You can also join our Discord and you can find out how to join all of these accounts on our website at fivejamesinatrenchcoat.com. If you liked the episode, please rate us five stars and leave a little comment. And if you'd like to support us further, you can leave us a little tip on Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash Five Jams in a Trench Coat. Grandmas love us and thanks and catch you later in the next episode.